Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Politibabble podcast, where we're going to be talking about should we have a single currency? I'm Archibald Elliot, and as usual, I'm joined by my superfluous co-host, Oliver Sykes. Hi Archie, how are we? Yes, you're obviously superfluous for this programme, so we're, we're axing you in the next series. We just can't make the funding, I'm sorry Oliver, it's not possible. Well, I, I, it, These funding it's... cuts at are really draining at the moment because, you see, my earnings just keep on going up. They go up and up because, obviously, with inflation, we have to be careful there. But everyone else it just keeps on going down. I don't know why. I don't know who the funding manager is. Is it me? Who knows? But, yes, we're back for another week of the Blitz of Apple podcast. And, yeah, Oliver's not actually going next season. He's just, uh, well, going unpaid, obviously. Yes. Uh, yes. Bit of a shock to the system. He'll there. be paid in the new currency we're inventing, so if it's actually worth money, he, he might he might he might see some benefit. Uh, how's your week been, Oliver? Um, Was I just spilled water all over myself? Oh goodness me, that's not that's not very good. But uh, not so bad. Been sort of busy, cracking on with things as usual. Hopefully, going to be a bit more prominent on the social media side of the account. So we'll be sort of putting up um, UK current affairs, Alaman current affairs, general questions. So there'll be a lot more. We'll liven it up a little bit um, as we begin to sort of open Police Babble up to our listeners not so um, closed as it has been of recent months, hopefully get guests on soon. Well, we've been told we can now actually get guests back, back on, so uh, our Very offer, exciting. which is long-standing, if you want it, you can't be guests, but we don't know yeah, when. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, now yeah. we can actually get people on, so hopefully we'll get that Yeah, get hopefully, if, yes. you, if you want to request us with a, a sort of a, a topic and come on. More than happy to do so, but Archie, how are you? I hear you are the big one eight now. You are now an official adult. So Oliver's time to now give people uh, <laughs> an idea of when my birthday is. Uh, by now, well, it's it down between two weeks. Uh, <laughs> oh, if it was no different to it, it was at the uh, big one seven, uh, which which you are now. Uh, yes. yes, but um, it does mean I can now stand in. Uh, by-elections, and if I was in the UK, I could vote. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, I, I don't plan on doing the former, the latter, uh, eventually. But yes, Very good, and you'll now be down in the public houses this evening, I imagine. <laughs> this evening? No, no, I have far too much uh, uh, Cromwellian foreign policy to be writing. Oh, uh, about. very yes. good, very good. Uh, well, not, not, so, not so fascinating. <laughs> no, I, I imagine not. But yes, this week, discussing all about the single currency idea of a of a world which is um controlled or you know influenced by one single currency archie any initial thoughts on this at all well i'm sure if you've already know my stance on the euro i think you'll know my stance on this too and i would be completely opposed uh, to a single currency i quite like the even if you t- go away from the monetary side of this fiscal fiscal idea even if you look at the cultural side having the, uh, this, these different currencies around the world i think that really is a cultural enhancement. We used to have like the French flat franc, for example, the German uh, mark. Mm. We we used to have these ideas, or even the the lira uh, in, in in Greece. And we see, I think that that just adds so much more interest when you travel. But now we just have for those countries just have the euro, which overlaps. And if we go into monetary mm. policy, there is very is not very good for different countries. The powerful mm. countries, mainly in the north, the likes of Germany, the likes of. Uh, of France, they do very well in this policy because they almost shape the policy and it favours them. But we see countries in the in the south of the EU and even the Eastern European countries, uh, and we see the likes of Greece, for example, and they do really, really badly out of this. So I think that just shows that's on a small scale in the EU. Mm-hmm. And if we expanded that to the world, I don't, I don't necessarily think that would be a beneficial idea. Do you see any inherent benefits from it? Not particularly. Um, 
So that's this week's Blitz yeah. Rabble uh, been and done. Uh, we can do this. There shouldn't be a single currency. No, Thank I you very much for listening. Look what we have seen. I agree very much with you on this point. As of late we have, we need to find a very opposing topic. Um, I suppose that's when we go to social issues mainly. And, and uh, that's where we get guests on. <laughs> yes. Uh, hopefully we do uh, get some guests on, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, with the with the euro, I mean, we've seen huge inflation rates of, of late. And obviously from that, you know, you saw the likes of Greece, didn't they have a, a big disaster a couple years back with their banks, was it? Only a tad, you know, yeah. only a small disaster that did massive damage. Yeah. But it's only, only it's well, I, I, the I, don't, I don't want to over-exaggerate it and it wasn't anything to do with this, but um, yeah. So no, not, not a great idea at all. Um, but however, would it... I'm going to put this more to you as someone that has a lot more interest in economics to me. Uh, I, I, I'm no um, no finance guru, but uh, would, it, would it help businesses at all, do you think, if we did have a, a single currency? Well, I've never seen that as a particularly strong argument because businesses are able to convert between currencies. I, I'm not mm. me- no versed on businesses and their views and currency but i, I can't yeah. see a i can't see a inherent inherent, inherent advantage really because they're, they're trading goods anyway they, mm. they again it may make it easy to, to do exchange rates mm. all of that ma- malarkey but we're seeing again we see even for the average traveler now we see the likes of revolut monzo mm. starling they all pop up and they offer really good exchange rates for when you're traveling and they offer the bank exchange so you don't really see for the even average joe Bloggs on the street uh, well, we should probably should change uh, it's a, a nondescript gender uh, person mm. on the street. Uh, th- th- it doesn't really seem much difference now. It's not so much we pay at the airport or we go to the exchange uh, bureau and we pay ridiculous fees. Mm. It's become a lot more accessible. So I think in business again, um, it, I think it would it might it may may benefit. I'm not particularly sure who it would benefit. Mm. Because my mind merely comes on expanding from large currency areas that have existed like the euro and and i don't think if we looked at that on a small scale it's almost a small scale project and we can see it doesn't work Mm. i mean it could be said that if we were to sort of have um, a single currency perhaps it would be better on trade terms Mm. for example there'd probably be a free trade policy um i mean for example i know this is probably not too relevant, but it's, I find it quite interesting. So, obviously, it happens to people all the time, but one of the first times I've been away somewhere, and I was using the euro when I was in France, and I came back to Liverpool, and I thought, right, I've got I've got all these euros. I mean, not many places seem to take euros. Um, I mean, probably more in the UK they take euros. On the Isle of Man, do, do, I don't Do you think... mean shops? Yes, shops. Why would they take euros? I don't know. I don't know. So that's... No, 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 no. So that that isn't the point. So I was like, I need to find somewhere. I was in Liverpool. We'd come back. We had a few hours to kill. So I thought, right, we've got to... I've got to somehow get rid of all my euros. So obviously I had to go to the post office. And I thought, oh, it'll be all right. Because it's a post office rather than a bank. I mean, I thought, oh, it's, you know... The, I didn't really think about exchange rates anyway. So I thought, great. I've got like 130 euros, right... I'll probably I'll probably get back mm. a very similar amount. Anyway, came back with about seventy pounds. Um, well, I suppose it, was, well, it must have been why why ago. 
2019. Oh, no, I, I say you, you were scammed, Oliver. Yeah, I mean, it was probably the post office. It was probably <laughs> It'd the, be the post fees, office, yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, that was a downside, but um, yeah. Well, I think one, one advantage in business area would probably be depending on the country i think it's more this is more country uh, country benefit it is is because of currency fluctuation the example of china china uses a lot of currency exchange at the moment to make their goods cheaper on the global market it can manipulate its own currency and devalue it against let's say the dollar uh, but then it's really strong in china obviously well it's not strong as such but they can under, they manipulate their currency undervalue it and sell their goods for an inflated price on on the market, it goes cheaper on the market, mm-hmm. and it's beneficial to them. But obviously, yeah, making it less competitive would, and again, a disadvantage of somewhere like China. If you remove this idea of currency uh, exchange, they they wouldn't have the same advantage on this trade deficit. Um, I think trade trade wars is something which is quite fascinating, especially between the uh, U.S. and China at the moment. Uh, and that well, they had a big trade tariff war, which didn't end too bad, I think, for the U.S. Well, for well, it ended worse for the U.S. because China's very much, we don't care. Uh, I think that's most of their their main policy. Um, looking at as we go to a cashless society, do you do you think that this could this could influence whether we go to a, a singular currency do you think that could have any impact as cash comes out of circulation and we go to a more sort of using online digital sort of um platforms to sp- spend our money on are we talking about let's say i go and i use my debit card or i use contactless or yes. are you saying we're yeah. removing the idea of a fiat currency yeah so we're moving to like crypto is that what you're well, well, yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. Well, I, I, again, I, I wouldn't say that would move to a single currency at all. We see no. cryptocurrencies, there's many, m- many thousands of them. Mm. There's lots of them. Well, we see the, the large ones, maybe. Dogecoin, obviously, the biggest and the best out of the cryptocurrencies. I'm not providing financial advice. Uh, obviously, uh, it's to the moon. Uh, but we see the large ones. We even see Bitcoin. We see uh, Ethereum. I can't pronounce I can never pronounce you. Is it Ethereum? Not sure. E- ETH is, I know the, the, ETH, the, 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 yeah. the stock ticker for it, uh, or the crypto ticker. But there's multiple. There's multiple which are very, very strong. So I don't think they'll be, again, to amalgamate. They wouldn't go and turn into one currency. It's just maybe changing types of proxy. But I personally think crypto, it, it's not It's not real. It's not really tangible. They've created it and they made it worth something. But it's very manipulated. And we see a lot of uh, crypto coins which are coming out, which are very much pump and dump, where they pump, they 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 parade them around, say it's the best one, you should invest in it. Price goes up because people are all investing it, and then whoever owns really or sets up the main stockholder sells their fund, makes a killing in it because they can trust in real currency, and everyone else does badly out of it. So I don't think that's going to replace the real currency mm. but they are looking at things like digital pounds um that's what i think sunak was has been speaking about or um andrew bailey of uh, the bank of england well sunak was labeled uh incompetent wasn't he by uh 
an MP in Parliament the other week. I'm not entirely. That, that, that was due to his uh, money, uh, his cost of living, uh, yes. uh, and energy, which we'll sure get on to speaking about. And I mean, it is interesting with him being. I mean, I'm sort of going off here, but he is the richest uh, MP um, as the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Um, a very wealthy well, man I think indeed. It's good, it's good to make there the distinction. He's not the richest MP because he's charged. No, 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 no. I'm he not, doesn't not just say. That, I just say he needs the, the government funds. But, uh, I'd say, but it, I'm well, the government. Who knows? Um, I mean, it is the Conservative Party after all. Yeah, but they give it to the donors, not not the yes. politicians. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but um, that's a bit you, too obvious. You never know if there they wait is till any... they're out, Oliver. They wait till they're out. Yes. Um... Mm. But I'm sorry. He he. he... He married for love, and you can't really say, I love this person, but unfortunately, they're very wealthy, so I just can't marry them. It doesn't work like that. Uh, it's not exactly, it's not, he, he, it's not his fault that he, it's hardly someone's fault that they have, that they're, they're, they're gaining income or they have inheritance. It, it's, it's, I think that's bad card to play for someone's incompetence or uh, their competency for something. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that, but uh, I do feel, though, they haven't been too keen on tackling this. Uh, Cost of living crisis. Well, how do you tackle it? If you think about it, because if we introduce this again, going far, far off single currency, because I think we've just both, we can't really argue in favour of single currency, because no. uh, I, we don't probably know enough about it to have a proper debate <laughs> on it, or we just agree, so it's really nothing more to add. Uh. But going into, this is, I'm going to crypto after, because I, I find that, 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 that really interesting. Uh, not that, I actually think it's any good. And we go to M- NFTs is another one I think we can we can siphon this off on. So we think we've decided world currency, no, no. But yes, going back into uh, cost of living, if we think about it, we then, well, we pay out, we made them dependent, we cut their energy bills. What happens if energy companies never reduce their prices? Is the government then left shutting out year after year many billions of pounds just to fund this pitfall? What happens? Or should we let people adapt to it? It's difficult, isn't it? I mean... Should the government be the nanny state and provide heating, housing, food, water, electricity, internet, uh, anything under the moon for people? Or should it just be there to just make sure people do have their freedom? It protects their rights. Yes, essentially, with the latter point. I don't believe government's here to to control and dictate everything. I, I, as a person in my political beliefs, don't feel that government should have much interference um, with the and you wonder why people call you Tory. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I get called Tory quite a bit, usually on sort of what I'm wearing, because I'm usually, I mean, quite smartly dressed. That's what people say to me. Um, maybe I should not tuck my shirt in, undo my button, and I'll never get Tory. Then I'm very sorry, as we mentioned at the start of this episode, Oliver will be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell whether this is serious or not. I actually feel like this is a personal attack. We're going to have to bring this up with the uh, Manx Radio Management Committee. I'm Sorry, afraid. we're separate from Manx Radio. We're independent. I know, it. but since so they you, are... You, you can bring it up with Politibabble HR. I'm more than happy to chat to you. <laughs> Remember, I, I, oh. I'm HR here, guys. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, again, it quotes, arguably, if we look at inflation, that's another reason why global... Po- global uh, currency isn't necessarily brilliant because countries aren't able to control their own monetary, uh, monetary policy. We see inflation rates. Well, inflation rates, I think, in the US, uh, this, I saw news today on the FT that it was up 7%. But certain countries, maybe if you're trying to get out of the slump, you increase, your, your, sorry, you decrease your interest rates because you want to 
stimulate borrowing or you want to maybe go you're controlling your inflation you maybe put it up a bit because you want spending in here or spending there or encouraging people to loan so this control on interest rate is incredibly important for a country and their economic stability and kind of the economic plans so that's again why i think a global currency will be something under like a larger version of the european central bank maybe a uh, world central bank wouldn't necessarily be beneficial to all because different countries are in different situations with different mm. governments and different social unrest. So unless we had a, well, government... Which we've, we, we've sort which of... Which we've touched on yeah. with Boris at the leader because he's world king after all. Uh, of course. Uh, I don't think we could really no. implement the spell. I like the idea of... of a world government, I agree no, with 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 individual, individualism, I, I think that's definitely a word, but... Individuality. Individuality when it comes to to politics. I like the way that different countries do things. I think it's very valuable that, um, you know, things are sort of means tested in a way and we see different countries doing different things and we can follow and and take different um, advice from that. The best thing is, is that we're all individual and we all do go about things in different ways. And I think that's the best thing when it comes down to government and politics. is that you know the Isle of Man? We always you know not so much now, but in the, in when it came to coronavirus, we were looking at what Jersey and Guernsey were doing all the time when it comes when it came to Gern- their politics and their. It's ridiculous because Guernsey and Jersey entirely different weather, mm-hmm. entirely different people, entirely different social, entirely mm-hmm. different population density. Yeah. So they're not a good example at all. No, but because there's this idea of a small island that's you know, um, sort of a crown dependency i mean why weren't we we weren't looking at any of the other uh crown dependencies um particularly it was just um jersey and guernsey but touching yeah touching on this matter um i don't think it's it's great i, I that that we have sort of these um big entities that sort of can control us uh in a way um but i'm not sure if you have any further um to add so maybe would you support cryptocurrency then because cryptocurrency is entirely non-controlled it's entirely on the blockchain so there no one regulates it it's very very independent well i'm yet to sort of i i i know a couple of businesses over here to start using them i believe um, Firstly, pigeon i think is one i try i drive past it i've never been in yeah um, i never will go in but you know um is it crepe vanin or le creperie or something? I don't know. If, a, a place that does crepes or whatever. I saw someone using their sock um, to pay for something. It's obviously got some sort of crypto thing about it. I really didn't understand. I just saw it on Twitter. And it was like someone paying with their sock for the first time. Let me just go and find that on Twitter. What, what was it? Uh... I, I'm not sure what it was on. Um, I th- no, I th- no, I'll find it on Twitter. I think a good... Uh, friend michael joseph might have reshared it i'm not sure that's my or liked it that's how i saw it i think he's behind us as well uh, i think he's actually yeah. left now who's so. left yeah. yes um but and i think davison's ice cream i think they have something to do with sort of bitcoin cryptocurrency bitcoin and cryptocurrency similar things aren't they is bitcoin, bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. yeah yeah bit, yes. yeah so bitcoin i think they do they do it, but not many places over here seem to do it. i'm i'm yet to sort of try it out in a way it's one of those things you don't you don't like to sort of dipping your toe in the water um before i sort of came on to try oh, it. No, they, they have big bitcoin has um has uh partnered up with coin corner 
to allow the, the digital one. currency yeah. to be used as payment. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd heard about the, the coin. I don't think I'll one. be using Bitcoin to pay for ice cream, though. But we must come to... A f- we've missed out, actually. Um, coming up, we're going to quickly look at our desk from the listener. Oh, just yes. to double check. For our listeners, we have two this week. We do indeed. My Instagram feed on our Politibabble page. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at Politibabble. Um, and we have a response to, from our social post from uh, James Kinley. And he said that our question for this week's episode would be that Politibabble proposes the idea of a single world currency and asks for people's thoughts. Obviously, we. we on reflection to that proposal, we've completely shut it down and said, no, absolutely not. Um, he said it wouldn't work due to the difference in country GDP, etc. Our other response was from uh, Michael Josem, who we were just talking about, and he simply replied with, lol. So, not entirely sure where Michael's getting with that on that response, but uh, a simple lol. I um, agree. So... Yes, not not quite sure what he's referring to in his response, um, but yes, I think I think we can sort of conclude there on our single currency. Um, and if you disagree with us, do get in touch. Yeah, do get in touch. But we're we're yeah. staying on the theme for. I mean, we're not wrapping up at all. We've got plenty of segments to go, but um, we're carrying on with talking about sort of finance in a way. Uh, with next week, we're looking at uh, the minimum wage, and uh, is it? whether it's uh, flawed. I think that's what we're going for I for think next it's good week. good to get someone on for that. Yes, it would be uh, excellent. Because, yes, I think we'll have and to... With, and with the Isle of Man, um, hopefully, I think it's the minimum wage they're hopefully increasing in April. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's... Yeah. Will that hurt small businesses? We'll find out. Well, yes. I've The Chamber of Commerce has been calling for mm. it to... Uh, be scrapped. No, I don't think they've been called to be scrapped. I just, they, they've I, said... Should be scrapped. I don't think they want... I don't think they said that too quick of a transition, they've mm. said. Um, the, the change... I, th- I think it is... It's far too quick as a transition. Mm. I'm pretty sure Manx Radio here... I saw something on on uh, Facebook the other evening about Manx Radio being a part of Chamber of Commerce on the island. Not... not would surprise me. Not, not, not too sure on that matter. Um, but as we go on further with the show, Archie, I'd just like to ask you a, a quick question on our standpoint on uh, what we'll be doing for um our new new segment the uh avoid the question section we'll find out oliver we'll, we'll find, find out. out i we'll wasn't quite out. sure whether i need to prep up oh or you're, you're you're asking me the questions oh this goodness week. yeah oliver forgot that goodness that. uh but yes um the minimum wage is it flawed i think we'll, that's a, that, that that will be a meaty debate I yeah think. Uh, much more than this week. um and if you re- you know we could have a couple of people on if you want to come on um we'd be oh, delighted to make my desk skills go mad next week i'll be all yeah, over yeah. messing around with yeah. these buttons um, and, um what, 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 prior what, to our new segment though avoid the question shall we have a quick look at our current affairs Yes, yes, of course. I think we should start with Manx Country Fest because there's something financy uh, in that this week, isn't there? Is there? Oh. Are we talking about the Isle of Man budget coming up? Is that what you were Indeed. indicating? Yes, so the Isle of Man budget um, day is, I think, is it next Tuesday? I th- I'm not sure. <laughs> I Wednesday? Don't I don't know. Yeah. It's some point in the next two weeks, that's for certain. I'm pretty sure it's next Tuesday. Usually government business seems to happen on a Tuesday or whatever. Anyway. So the Isle of Man budget is coming up. That is uh, interesting. Um, as well as that, uh, we saw 
MHK's back optional House of Keys prayers. As well as that, minimum wage rise must be phased in uh, is, is one of the headlines, and I'm pretty sure that comes from the Chamber of Commerce. Um, on top of that, we have also seen... Um, that I'm trying to look for what I was talking about, that 75% of teachers surveyed report adult uh, adverse uh, mental health impact and the uh, national head teachers um, and leaders or whatever turned down the 2% pay rise. As well as that, we see uh, further easing of border restrictions and pardons for homosexual offences to take effect from June. I'm pretty sure there is no further um, news headlines. I think I've got a wide range there. Very good, go. very good. So, budget. Budget. Yes, let's find out. Budget day. Alaman budget day. Well, well, no, well, no sure. I just want to know, what, what's your predictions, Oliver? Do you think we're going to have a deficit this year? Do you think we're going to have a surplus? Do you think it's going to increase spending? I don't think that tax will be touched, but what, what do you think? I think we'll on, definitely on, have increased think, spending. So, in, you think increased spending? Do you think... So that means we'll be in a deficit or surplus? Um, oh, probably... What do you... Oh, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not I'm not too uh, too too known on this. I probably say, I think I think Ashford's going to want to balance the books maybe to start off with. So you think we'll be in surplus this year? Yeah. Okay, and then do you think taxation will go up? Yeah, same? it's going to go up. You think taxation's going to go up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay, really so know. all of us predictions for this year's budget up, up, is up. spending's going to increase, but we're going to have a surplus. And considering last year was a large deficit, I'm not sure how spending can increase and then okay. we have a surplus. Okay, well, and mate, we're going to have an increase in taxation. Right, okay. Maybe that, no, actually, no, that may make it a surplus. You see, it does make sense. There I am. It I'm makes sense. I'm literally going to be the next Treasury Minister, guys. Yes, and then I will leave the island um, because I don't want to have my tax increased. Well, looking at last year, uh, it was a budget of res- resilience aimed at um, stabilising the Manx economy. They've been on about stabilising the economy. They keep saying they're going to do it. When's mm. anything actually going to happen that's going to aid it? You know, what what, what are they going to be doing? Um, yes, Mr Cannon said last year that the COVID-19 um, spending included more than £100, £100 million. I mean, we've known that they've gone further than that. Um, and a very si- significant 74 million deficit. Well, I think they're going to have another deficit then. Mm. Um, if they had 74 million last year, you know. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> Who knows? Overall government spending will rise from 1.07 bill to 1.161 billion. So, yeah, probably not what I've said. Um mm. What else did I mention? Yes, I really want to go on to this. I've really sort of been... I listened to quite a bit of the uh, debate which was published on... Uh, I, I, I like listening to the debates, but watching them more... Um, on the um, uh, amendment to um, the, the report from the... Um, Prayer. Prayer, the Standards Committee. Where did you watch it? I couldn't find uh, it. Alaman TV. Ah, Paul, Paul did it. Paul Moulton, yeah. yes. I like watching things better because it's, it's just better to see people's uh, body language and everything. It's, it's just mm. nicer to watch things and listen to things. But yes, MHKs have voted to make it optional for members to take part in prayers. And it was a lengthy debate, nearly two hours. Um, and a lot of people have argued for it should remain the same. What a waste of parliamentary time. Which I do agree to some extent because... They only had what was it a week uh, notice that there that there was going to be this proposal of them potentially being scrapped, um, and it all really came down that no one no one proposed for a new chaplain um, to 
take effect. So that meant that they had to review. Is there no or, chaplain then? Or they um, I think I think it's changed. Well, I'm at the time the person that read the prayers was June Watterson, so maybe it's going to carry on with him. But um, it, th- there was a lot of talk about you know this is uh, Christianity is the uh, Isle of Man's faith and, you know, we should stay with this. We should. Um, but then a lot of people said, well, no, not necessarily. If we go back to uh, Celtic times, you know, um, it would have been um, not too familiar with the term. Yeah, but Oliver, but now we are a Christian nation in the majority, mm. as the census does show. Mm. But, but if we look at traditional values... Um, from the very beginning, we would be looking at paganism. Um, so, you know, that was that was um, a big debate. Joni Farragher put forward um, that, you know, we should be a secular society where the church and the states are very separate. Uh, Archie squints his eyes at me there and a bit of a frown. He's clearly got something here to contribute. Because uh, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm, tra- I'm tradition,al and I think we should we should still keep the bishop. In Timwood on the legislative council. Oh no! I don't Purely that. out of tradition, he rarely votes against certain things. And he, if there's a vote on something, maybe like abortion rights, which he's opposed to personally, he doesn't. He abstains completely. Mm. He will uh, ask for permission for leave, and he, he won't get that sitting. Which, which is I, good. Which, which is I think good. is fair. He doesn't. He, the, the the role is purely traditional, and I think that's something important to keep. And we are again. We should abide by. If we, again, if we weren't. Let's say over fifty percent Christian nation. I think yes. Then maybe we could look at prayers as making them optional. But again, we're making them getting rid of them. But we are a we are a majority Christian nation. I think we should respect respect that will. And it's not like we have something maybe like the Brexit referendum where we had certain people who didn't vote. This was a census. It wasn't motivated. It wasn't. You weren't told what to put. It was perfectly free choice, and we returned a majority Christian result from that. So I think it's important to keep that. And again, I'm not I'm not particularly religious, but I'm I, st- I still believe in the, the values of tradition. Uh, but that that probably get me uh, treated at being called bigoted somehow. I'm, mm. I'm sure 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 will happen. Well, moving on, seventy five percent of I, I am careful of time. Uh, just in, you know, Plenty uh, of time, in Oliver. case um, I'm going on and on and on as usual. But uh, 75% um, percent of survey teachers report adverse impact on mental health. Um, they claim due to uh, increased workloads and uh, half of secondary teachers are covering lessons for absent colleagues at least once a week. Um so I think it's, uh, and obviously there's a huge sort of recruitment um, crisis, really, in a way. Um, so hopefully, with the the budget coming uh, out next week, which I'm sure, going off on a tangent again, I'm sure Member for Russian, Mr. Watterson, will probably vote against, mm. as per usual. Um, yes. I mean, he's fully within his right to do so. I mean, if everyone voted, I suppose his point of view is everyone voted against it, it wouldn't pass, would it? And then there'd be lots of problems. I imagine they'll probably get a few people voting against it at the moment because uh, 
like we've seen with the island plan, um, a person who's being very strong backbencher, very anti-government is at the moment, probably throwing a bit of strop because she wasn't uh, asked to be a part of the government, was uh, Claire Christian. She's been very uh, critical of the government at the moment. But anyway, Dewan will probably, uh, my local MHK will probably vote against it, uh, which I agree with him because they get, um, what is it, a couple of days or a week before the pink book gets uh, released to mm. them and they, or the pink, whatever it is called, uh, and they get to know what's in the budget. There's no debate before the budget. The budget gets passed, and then there's a debate, is it? Or I don't, I don't no, know. Deba- debate on the day. He, that's he, he it. He yeah. argues there's not not enough time for scrutiny. Yeah. Mm. Which which I I do agree with him. Um, but yes, going back to it, hopefully, as we are on this topic, is what I mean is hopefully we may see a, a big sort of. Uh, they all are about lifelong learning, apparently, in this island plan. So hopefully we see a huge influx in um, spending going towards education because it's desperately in need. Mm. Um, but I think it's it's great having the money there, but we also need the facilities to be right um, where I currently go. Uh, actually, I won't disclose that. <laughs> but uh, my previous school, uh, which we've discussed multiple times... Mm. Um, that is in need of desperate new building. Uh, the current place of education I am at is quite overcrowded by... I mean, if I say the figure, you'll be like, oh, it's that place. You can just search it up. But what's it, over 400 people extra in there putting... Is that place you can just search yeah. it up? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say because... Uh, All of know. us too afraid of getting disciplined. Yes. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I'll move on to... Uh, to one of our other stories that we discussed, which was pardons for homosexual offences to take effect from June, um, which when we saw um, th- 30 years, um, pardons for people convicted of homosexual offences on the Isle of Man will take effect from June, 30 years after acts of consensual homosexuality will were decriminalised, which is a long time. Um, and that comes because um, a clause in the Sexual Offences and Obscene Publications Bill in 2021 will be switched on and individuals will automatically receive their uh, pardons. Um, obviously, I think it was 2019, we saw an apology um, from Howard Quayle. Uh, we're yet, and I, this is where I'm going with this, um, we, we haven't received an apology from the police at all on these matters. And um, uh, former gay rights campaigner Alan Shea who was the um, very um, memorable figure on the Timble Day protest mm. in 1991 uh, who paved the way and campaigned for the decriminalisation um, he says that the pardons can't come soon enough and he he urges that the, the police should should give an apology uh, and he says that you know I've, I've listened to quite a few of his documentaries mm. that he's made with um and interviews with Paul Malton, they're really interesting, and he said that life uh, here was hell and the police were out of control. He says he's been waiting a long time for the apology and there's still not to get one. And um, the uh, Manx Radio have recently uh, approached uh, the Chief Constable, Gary Roberts, for uh, comments, and he said views on this matter have been made clear and we will not revisit All of the issue. Oliver's done a uh, 3FM here and just copied the article. Well, I I, I want to make sure I'm getting the facts straight, Indeed. Archie. Well, um, I I think it's it's quite it's quite uh, silly. I think for any 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 law of any sort, especially this kind, for if they decriminalise something and they say it's no longer illegal, well, they they didn't at the same time retrospectively clear the convictions for something. They decided, 
or was it a moral aspect and was mm. irre- immoral, but now they decided it is moral uh, and is, is perfectly acceptable and should, should be decriminalised, they then decide, let's leave the convictions there for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Why that wasn't already done, I'm, I'm quite unsure about. Uh, because they've already made the decision to decriminalise it. They can't argue, oh, the public wouldn't have liked it. Because the public, if the public didn't like that, they wouldn't have liked what they did. But if they, if, you know, if they decriminalise it, they should be gone at the same time. Anyway. It's, it makes perfect sense, logically. But Yes. Mm. Um, uh, Alan, also in the short audio interview did with Max Radio, uh, branded the um, conservatively as hypocritical um, in the sense that they, a couple of years ago, I'm not sure whether it was LGBT... Um, Q plus was it week or month? I'm not entirely sure. Um, that they put up a flag outside their HQ, and he said it's hypocritical. Uh, so they're yet to apologise, and I do agree that the the conservatory should make a formal apology. Um, mm. to the people that were um treated uh unfairly and um were were their behaviour was completely abhorrent mm. uh, towards them. But um, from Gary Roberts' point of view, unless we get a new, which we are going to get, a new chief constable, um, whether their view on this is different, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. That wraps up Barlaman, um current affairs for this week. I've gone on and on and on, and I've uh, not really got much else to talk about. And Archie's gone to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, Archie. That was a joke. Uh, yes, but the UK, we've had obviously the cost of living crisis is uh, coming through apparently, and Sunak has introduced some new policies to stem uh, the decline there. Uh, we've also seen obviously uh, Liz Truss has visited Russia with her, you know, she had a, a Russian hat on or a fur hat on. Uh, what else did we have? We had Boris <clears throat> did his usual avoiding the question, which I'm sure we'll play. Play it later. Um, you saw Nadine Dorry's oh, formidable yes. BBC interview with um, Charlie State. Absolutely excellent. Yes. Why? Entertaining. Why did you ask me that question? Why did you ask? Yeah, yeah, she's she's hilarious. She is hilarious. And the new online harms bill looks to be insane. And I'm happy to say insane because they now want someone as a social media company who they can prosecute if the social media company goes against, which is silly because they're just going to put a member of staff who's extended. It, it just doesn't make sense at all. Uh, anything on it. And even uh, you look at the Jimmy Carr's comments, uh, how, yes, mm. it was comedy. That's the key point there. It was comedy. It was clearly satire. It was clearly a joke. But something like that on the government's new online tar bill, that would be prosecuted. <clears throat> Which is insane. They, they, they're going... They got this government, who's supposed to be, and they all bang on about free speech, freedom of expression, free thoughts, how the, we shouldn't have these companies, you know, banning people on Twitter, etc. And yet they're doing exactly that in law, which I think is utterly, utterly ridiculous and repugnant, really, because we do have a free society, and I think it's going against the conservative belief in freedom of speech. It's utterly ridiculous. I'm sure you will have similar views on that. Unless mm. Oliver thinks, no, we should uh, only make people say if I agree with them, which I know I, 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 I might sympathise with. No, um, I I mean, um, the Jimmy Carr comment. Mm. Uh, what entirely was the comment again? I, I've heard, I've, I, I can't quite remember what entirely it was. It was saying that the benefits of uh, it was genocide was him, it was killing uh the gypsies, travellers, and the rest, which is obviously satire. Obviously, it would be incredibly wrong to suggest anything of the sort. 
Uh, but that was that was the joke he was referring to. Mm, I mean, some of the stuff he does say is quite questionable. Um, mm. Is it satire? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Sometimes, but uh, yes. The 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 Nadine Dorries interview honestly made my week. I could watch that interview over and over again. It was absolutely top notch. Um, have you spoken to the prime minister? Yes, we've spoken. She's just a she's just like a moody uh, teenager, uh, mm. really, isn't she? Um, alas, shall we move on to uh, our? New segment. Oh, a new segment indeed. Uh, Oliver, yes. What's, what's happening this week? Well, um, I'm I'm not sure. Is there any partic- particular stance you want to take, or do you want me to decide? You decide. Um, okay. Well, let's let's go for more. You are a conservative candidate. Uh, we're not going to put a name to your face. Uh, we'll just say you're a candidate this time, so not particularly a part of the government. Um. Yes, well, let's get cracking. So you're not part of the government, you're just a candidate. You know, you're up for election. There's going to be some questions firing your way. How can the party ensure the conservative message reaches both traditional and newly diverse working class voters? Well, the conservative message will always reach the traditional and the newly diverse working class voters and anyone in between that, for, for, for instance, because we, we are the party again for freedom, for standing up for your rights, for standing up for economic prosperity and for not having dither and delay on policies like our opponents of Labour. How can you... Oliver's been left speechless. How can you become the party, the conservative party of social mobility once more, when the UK remains low in the international rankings of social mobility compared with other advanced nations, Mr. Conservative Well, Oliver, I'd candidate. like you to define the social mobility for me. Well, I will... Um, I will... Because, you see, this is not the question I think you should be asking. The question you should be asking is how is this government, for example, the Conservative Party, aiding people in economic prosperity? Jobs are up. Growth is up. We have the highest GDP growth out of this pandemic than any other country well, I think, I think in you'll... the European uh, Union. And again, jobs are up, economy is up, we are prospering, we're getting back to normal, and we're building back better, Oliver. So I, I, I'm, I'm very sorry here. I'm not sure what you can see where we're not going forward with this policy. And I must remind you, we, uh, the government currently in place is entirely different to the governments of the May and the Cameron administration. And all of us have been hampered by the likes of Gordon Brown and the Labour Party. And again, our opposite numbers there. Uh, and Gordon Brown selling gold at the record low that put this oh, country's finances in massive trouble. Moving on. See, this is what happens with these traditional medias here. They move on when they're proved wrong. Disgraceful. I say no, you should cut I, your I, I need to get on with further questions. I have a lot of lengthy questions to get through. And uh, I, I am not here to back chat with you, Mr. Elliot. Disgraceful. As a Conservative MP, how do we tackle the... I thought it was a Conservative candidate. I'm sorry, Oliver. Sorry, Conservative it's... candidate. Sorry, for, for going for a uh, uh, member for Parliament. How do we tackle our adequately growing older population? 
Are you there implying that older population isn't good? How do we tackle with the issues of older people in our society? Therefore, uh, they require a lot more health care. Um, well, we are putting massive funding back into the NHS. We're clearing the backlog and we're, again, providing top-notch, uh, top-notch uh, aspects for our elderly people. Very vital uh, to the survival of our, of our society. Okay. I'll end it there. And like, would you be able to ask me a few questions? Could we uh, reverse it quickly, or do we not have enough time today? Go well, on. Oliver's just, 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 just—he's just fattened out with his <laughs> questioning here. Oh. He's realised he just can't beat uh, the, this conservative candidates. Uh, yes, oh. conservative candidates, Oliver. What else are they like? They're just excellent, aren't they? The, oh, f- formidable. Formidable candidates, I know. Oh. oh. Yes, well, if you would like to become a guest on this show, <laughs> I think uh, let's end this week because we are, it's rather warm in here. We've been tired out immensely, but even though we did try to turn the aircon on, Should I'm I turn not it down sure. a bit further? I, I turned it full on, I, I, fully on. Really? Uh, it's up, it's roasting in here. Maybe there's uh, heaters on or something, I don't know. It's particularly balmic. It's 25 degrees, apparently. <sighs> I'm, Crikey, no wonder I I'm melting. What is the um, CO2 monitor saying? Well, we've not it shouldn't be above... Good. We've we've increased it by about six hundred parts per million in the time we've been in the room. What's the what is the optimum? About six hundred, and we're now a thousand one hundred and seven. <sighs> Crikey! All of like and I just get too heated in this political debate, so we just yeah. you know, crack out here. But anyway, if you do want to become a guest on this podcast, do let us know. Get in touch at Blitterbabble on all forms of social media and other social malarkey. As usual, you can find our past episodes of Blitterbabble at maxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Politibabble. Politibabble is spelt P-O-L-I-T-I-B-A-B-B-L-E. That's uh, P-O-L-I-T-I-B-A-B-B-L-E. And you can enjoy our wonderful voices, sonorous voices, for many, many hours, as I'm sure you want to do. We can put you to sleep. Always good uh, as a bedtime podcast. But yes, I think that concludes uh, quite nicely this week's podcast. Next week, we're going to be looking at should there be a minimum wage is that i think that's or is the minimum wage flawed is the minimum wage flawed yeah something along those lines so do hope you've enjoyed this episode of politibabble you've been politibabbled thank you cheer gramired